Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. It's like like Mex- Mexican, Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Leaving a Legacy, the show where everything is made up and the points don't matter because Wizards doesn't care about legacy. Uh, I am Patrick, I'm your legacy newbie. With me today I have two uh, well-seasoned legacy experts, uh... Mr. Jerry May, what's going on? Was that just a whose line is it anyways <laughs> reference? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and I'm, st- um, I'm, st- I'm still looking for the second legacy expert. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone who's probably seen every episode of Whose Line, Adrian, what's going on, buddy? What would make you think I've seen every episode of Whose Line? I mean, it's, it was on, it was on, it's been on a long time, you know? Oh. I'm just saying, you've had, well, you probably had a better opportunity to see every episode than I have, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man, so, how's it going, guys? How you guys doing? I don't know. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Jer- Jerry, uh, you been able to catch them all yet? No, fuck Pokemon Go, man. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, did you walk off a cliff? No, I I shorted Nintendo stock at the wrong time, but you know, oh shit, sure. uh, we won't we won't talk about that. <laughs> it should fucking spiked. I did. uh I did catch a licking ton on my way home, so I mean, I guess it, I guess it, it rewards me. <laughs> I'm gonna try to catch a licking tongue at home, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> Go now on. you're playing Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, yeah, man, it's been good. I like it, you know. Uh, How old are you? <laughs> old am I? Yeah, I'm um, thirty. I'm going to tell you, I, I started just deleting people on a Facebook feed if I saw anything that was Pokemon. <laughs> I don't post about it. Do you, I just not, play the, do you not you know. have a Facebook anymore? Because it's everywhere. Uh, it's actually not everywhere. Uh, I forgot you lived in a retirement home. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's actually quite easy to filter down. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a couple of people I didn't remove just because. Uh, but it was close. <laughs> like I, I'm just gonna stop pull anybody that's posted anything about Pokemon could go. I did see something funny today about uh, you know, when they come out with Mario Kart Go. Like oh, yes. it was like a picture of a street with fucking coins and mushrooms and shit. <laughs> oh boy, I thought we were uh, we were having a Kudakta going on tonight. What's going on? Yeah, we got a special guest coming on in a little bit. He was busy uh, getting down on a sandwich. And then just so that everybody's aware, Jerry is is under the impression that he's more powerful than the Prime Minister of Turkey. It's a true fact. <laughs> I mean, the Prime Minister oh. of Turkey isn't much to speak of, but... That's <laughs> uh, like me at Thanksgiving. You, know, you, know the, you become the Prime Minister of Turkey? That's right. <laughs> I saw what you did there. That was a dad joke. Yeah, you know, I gotta get him in somehow. <laughs> That's how you became a dad. That's right. <laughs> I started making bad puns, and then all of a sudden, uh, bam, kid. Yeah. Boom. Oh, I, I meant, like, you had to get it in somehow. Oh, right, yeah, that too. <laughs> hey, it's nothing like sweet talking to the ladies with a bunch of dad puns, you know? <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> I mean, that's how it worked for me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you guys play any Legacy this week? I mean, we, we could go over the BNR announcement, but since there's no uh, since there's no changes, <laughs> there's no changes. I don't think it's worth talking about. Yeah, it's basically 
uh, Miracle players, you get <laughs> just, to keep going for a bit. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't change the ban list. You just buy out the cards. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another effective way of basically banning a card. <laughs> I wonder how much it would cost to just buy all the copies of Counterbalance I could find. <laughs> Jesus. Please do, please. <laughs> so you're a counterbalance over top guy, huh? I see oh yeah, how. oh yeah. I'm on that no, camp too. Yeah, no. There's there's plenty of decks that use top fairly. There's yeah. plenty of decks that need top because they don't have any card manipulation. Mud, right. Um, and there's just miracles is the only deck that actually just uses top. It's not. I mean, top's the means. Counterbalance is the motive. Right. That's that's the only reason it goes to time the way it does. Yeah. Agreed. I guess uh, Joel Set was on uh, Twitter uh, talking a little bit about Miracles and... Uh, no way! Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't think so, right? <laughs> but he's like, oh, you know, anyone who wants to beat Miracles can beat Miracles. It's a beatable deck. Yeah. People just don't want to beat it badly enough. And I <laughs> Sure. So we're all not going to play 12 posts because Candelabras are, and Tabernacles are insane. Yeah, it's not just Please tell me posts. how you're going to... What's that? It's not just... I mean, you can beat Miracles without 12 posts. I mean, it's, it's got well, a rough match. Like, it's a sneak and show. It's got, what, well, you can, they got a float of three drop to stop a K grip. Abrupt decay is an answer, but now you got to play green. It's just a really, it's, it's restrictive to what you can do, which you is what it's supposed to be, I guess. Miracles, but you're going to lose to the rest of the field, is what it comes Right, that's the against. thing, is like, yeah, so yeah, play a deck to beat just Miracles and lose to everybody else. Right. Right. Which is, isn't really realistic, but the fact that Miracles is like hovering between 20 and 25%, um, you know, it, it, it's a real feel bad when you get yeah. like a quarter of your matchups. You either have to focus just on that match or, uh, just try and ignore it and try and get dodge 25% of the room. Right. Oh yeah, it's, I haven't talked to you guys since the fucking SCG. Yeah. Yeah, you missed the last episode, man. Yeah. So how'd your SCG go? <laughs> Didn't you listen to the episode, man? Oh man, why would the I list? do that? You gotta go to some fucking dice roll and shit. <laughs> The listeners want to know, Adrian. <laughs> they want to know what? They want to know how your SCG went. Oh. Um, actually, it was actually really fucking cool. I decided I played Merfolk, because after losing to Oops All Spells, I'm like, nope, play Enforce Will. Fuck that. <laughs> so I played Merfolk, and round one beat Sneak and Show. Nice. Uh, round two, uh, Jeremiah was on 12 post. I beat 12 post. It was actually really fucking cute, because he ended up, um, he played Cavernous Souls and named Giant, and then when I had a Wasteland down, he cast Primeval Titan, I vialed a Phantasmal Image, copied his Titan, grabbed two more Wastelands out of the deck, top decked the fourth, and just blew out all his, all of his cloud posts. <laughs> um, and then I just, like, I just kept looking for the show and tell, but I was island walking him anyway, so I ended up beating him, and then round three, lost to Dustin Taylor on Death and Taxes. Um... That was really fucking terrible. Um, I think I beat somebody else, and then I played against a guy from Germany with a fucking pimped-out Bug Delver deck. Oh, I think I actually know that guy. I played him at a... Did he have a German... He had a German accent? Oh, he had a thick German accent. Yeah. He, was on his, he said he was on his way to New York. He was just traveling for um, yeah. like personal trip, but he did the SCG. He had his uh, MTGO Championship sweatshirt and playmat. Yep. He had like Guru Lands and like fo- everything else was foiled out and foiled. No, I, do, I, don't, I didn't see any Guru Lands. I just saw foreign blackboarded duels and he was doing Bug Delver. Yeah, and, um, yeah. But, I, I played against him at uh, GP New Jersey. Uh, we, yeah, we drew and I scooped to him uh, just because it would have knocked us both out. And he uh, he gave me a signed uh, Toxic Deluge. That guy's cool. Yeah, nice. Well, I did. Um, 
I played against him. Round game one, I lost to Deathrite Activations. Mm-hmm. Uh, game two, I caught him tapped out, cast back to basics, and he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And then game three, uh, my opening hand had an island, and that was the only land I saw for 15 turns, and I died to Deathrite Activations. Jeez. <laughs> so that, that was like 3-2 that I ended up playing against like a Punishing Fire deck. I ended up in the Wild Wild West. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so that was cool. But it was... uh it was good, man. I really, I really liked Merfolk. I had a, I had a judge call when I cast Monastery Siege. Um, <laughs> like the, one of the, the, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna name anybody, but I, I had, I played, uh, Monastery Siege, and then during my turn I drew two, went to discard one. My opponent thought it was supposed to draw a discard, then draw, so he called the judge over. The judges were gonna have him thought seize me. Um, it may actually give it away because I, I had an echoing truth for the for the batter skull germ token, and um, I ended up uh, I, I couldn't really let him thought seize me. I looked at the judge. I said, "But it says draw an additional card." Then they realized I played it right, and they're like, "All right, you guys are gonna be fine. We're just gonna extend the time." I'm like, "All right, that was kind of awkward," <laughs> but it was uh, it just was what it was, and it was but it was cool. It was fun playing Merfolk. I hadn't done it in a while, and now. Uh, I started trying to think about what to put together next. I sat with Celso. I ground out a few games putting together Ant, and um, then I picked up a few extra cards from one of my from one of my buddies. I got a couple of City of Traders, so I can start getting Sneak and Show back together. Um, actually, City of Traders, Sneak Attack, Emrakul, a few other things too. This sounds like you had a productive day. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, well the the City of Traders were within the last week. Just um, I'm trying to get trying to get things together, trying to figure out. I still, you know, I, I keep looking at like now that what uh, Dig Through Time got banned, mm-hmm. and I know Jerry will remember. Remember that blue red Omni Show deck I was playing with Burning Wish? Yeah, that thing was freaky. Like it was really good. I just I had, I was having a hard time with um, like Richard on port at the time, and I think I think now it's just uh, a little. I don't know if I want to say it's better placed, but I think it's I think it's time I want to start putting that back together. Nice. That blue red omni show. So it's kinda of what I'm working at. That's pretty cool. Oh, I think we have a scratching at the door, ladies and gentlemen. Um feed them some marshmallows. They seem to like that. <laughs> Is that what you do to bears? You just feed them marshmallows and hope they go away? No, my no, my son goes down to Pennsylvania all the time with his grandmother, and they feed the bears marshmallows so that they come back. Like the bears just hang out in the backyard and fucking eat marshmallows and do that little fucking bear thing. They keep trying to get me to go down there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really not interested. Like four hour, six hour drives. You got to lure Adrian down with something better than marshmallows. Come on. I think the last time I, what I probably there's not often I'll take like a four or six hour drive. Once me and Lita went up with her parents up to Stowe. And then the other time recently was when I went from, like, Tampa to Miami, but I didn't realize that that was going to be a four-hour drive. Yeah, going to see bears is a little bit of a stretch for that far. But I would actually go to Ice Imports to see a bear. You think there's a bear down there? There might be. There might be a bear. I feel, Adrian, I feel like if you had the cards available, you would play Four Horsemen and tell the judge, I don't care, I'm going to go through this as many times as humanly possible to get my combo. I'd have to know how to play Four Horsemen and... Yeah, I'm, I'm too old to figure that out by the time I die. <laughs> you know what I really would like to figure out is Doomsday. I can only figure out parts of Doomsday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
I, Mostly just the parts that get played in Tin Fins. I would love to play <laughs> Doomsday, uh, Doomsday one day. I always felt Doomsday is one of the better decks that, uh, no one ever plays because it's too difficult. It's supposed well, to be. I feel like the tools in Vintage are just better for a Doomsday than. Right. Like having Gogswell and Lotus and like cards like that available to you to make it easy to go through the rest of your deck. Like, Tuesday is just like hard mode. You know, I had, I had this like recent epiphany, and it's only because I started back up at Innistrad. But, um, so, Celso, did you get any Eternal Masters? Did you buy any? Yeah, I got one, one pack from, uh, Kerman. Oh, okay. I, I opened up, um, a fucking, what, Necropotence? And I just looked at it, I'm like, this is banned? This is so much worse than Emrakul. <laughs> I mean, then Grizzlebrand. Well, it's Recubers and EDH. And well, no, but it's banned in Legacy. Yeah, it's not. Now, the set's not just for Legacy. Yes, I, I get that. What I'm saying is that Necropotence is banned in Legacy, but Grizzlebrand is just so much better anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess you can't like Swords yeah, and Necro. Yeah, I mean that's true, but I mean you, the you fact draw that the you're drawing the card at the end of the turn. I think it's debatable what's better, Grizzlebrand or Yagmoth's Bargain. But I think it's fair to say that Grizzlebrand's just straight up better than Necropotence, just for the instant speed factor of drawing the cards. Okay, all right, all right, never mind. So I had it all screwed up. Everybody compares it to Yogmoth's Will. All right, gotcha. Well, isn't well, wait. isn't Yog? Wait, no. Are you talking about Yog Bargain? Bargain. Okay, then. Fuck it. Whichever I, yeah, one. It's not bargain. Necropotence. Whichever yeah. one. It's not Necropotence. That's where I was yeah. all screwed will, up to begin with. Will is Passing Flames, or comparable to Passing Flames. Oh. Okay. Sure. Either way, I didn't really know. What set were those even out of? Which ones? Either Urza's one of block. Was yeah, that? Urza's block. After Legends, the most broken. <laughs> okay, so those were that. So that was fucking after I stopped. All right, so those are the cards that I missed. Yeah, I actually, just got myself a Yogwell to play Vintage next month at uh, what you call it, Waterbury. Oh, now yeah. I got the Waterbury tournaments going again. I need to do that. I need to make a sweet Vintage deck for that event. Oh, oh man, yeah. I I'm going to play a super spicy vintage Super League list from Brian Kelly because it's amazing. I kind of want to put together LSV's list he uh, was Wait, talking about a while ago. Brian Kelly? Yeah, he's a he's a pretty big vintage guy. Um, Where's he from? Um, good question. Where's... I want to say like Pennsylvania? Is um, he like a mid-Atlantic guy? I'm also going to guess that there's probably 17,000 Brian Kellys in America. It's <laughs> the most that's Irish name ever. <laughs> Patrick O'Hulahan here. <laughs> I'm just making sure he's not talking about the one in the neighborhood here. Because uh, yeah. like, the guy plays standard all the time. I'm like, wait, you got a vintage list from... Okay. No, 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 no. He, he's got a... He has a sweet, like, Pyromancer gush deck, but, like... He has these ridiculous one-offs that actually are not half bad for vintage, like Jurian Ruin Diver. Card is sick. I don't even know what that is. It's it's the um, the Merfolk, the blue red Merfolk from Oath of the oh. Gatewash, where whenever you play the second spell in the, your second spell in the turn, you draw a card. Okay. Which is really easy because you have enough cantrips and moxin and stuff like that. So like you just get this huge value engine off of him and Young Pyromancer and Gutter Snipe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, there was, like, one turn he just blew out Efro playing Mentor, which is, like, the popular deck at the moment. He, like, drew, like, nine cards off multiple spells. Just, like, Recall, like, Snapcaster Recall, like, Yogwill. <laughs> like, all these types of cards. It's, it was just amazing to watch. Does this thing only trigger off the second spell? 
Yes. Okay, so you're saying over over like consistent turns. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha. you just keep getting all his value. All right. Or like he had he had one turn in one game he went turn one, land, lotus, pyromancer, pyromancer, probe, probe, probe. And Efro just conceded. Wow. <laughs> wow. Turn one conceded. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, like how do you how do you uh, man, that is how do you deal with that? <laughs> like dark ritual fucking engineered plague elemental? Yeah, like what what's those two fire answers resolve? Like you don't even That's care f- if that metal misstep. Like you're like whatever. Yeah, that is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Alright. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. So good. Hmm. So I'm gonna just see like how he updates his list over like the next couple of weeks right before the tournament and just play that. Well, well, hmm. I know fucking nothing about vintage. Yeah, I'll be putting together the vintage Eldrazi deck for that event. Yeah, that's a pretty solid choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what else I was thinking about. Did you guys? Is that why the fucking price has just gone up on Crucible of Worlds? Is because of Eldrazi? Why? What's Crucible is that now? Uh, Last I saw it was like seventy five. Really? Well, it's been like that for a little while. I knew it's been at like yeah, it's only had... for a while. It hasn't been at seventy five though. I was seeing them at the at the other vendors too. Like seventy five. Is it? Does Eldrazi play Crucible of Worlds? Mm. No. Maybe in, in like Vintage. No, 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 no. In Legacy. No, not in Legacy. No. I mean, I think I, in ninety percent of cases, I just feel Life from the Loam is better for most Legacy decks. It's very rare that well, you yeah. find a Legacy deck that really wants Crucible of Worlds. Unless it's Mud. Yeah, I was gonna say like the one, the Even, one of in Mud. Even really does I mean it's a one of in mud, but most mud lists won't even run it. I feel I very rarely see it out of mud. No, I always I always loved it, but I mean uh, yeah, it's a great. Can, card. can you agree with me? You're seeing the price is fucking way higher than it used to be. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's always been an expensive card, but I don't remember it being seventy five dollars. I don't even remember it being fifty. Yeah, it spiked back in January, and it's kind of held level. Yeah, can we figure sensitive. out why? Can we speculate as to why? I'm guessing Eldrazi. It, in January? It, show, yeah. show me an Eldrazi list that's running Crucible of Worlds, though. What, well, no, what I would rather do is like speculate on why the price has gone up. That's, is it that's because what I'm doing. It, oh, oh, okay. Is it because it wasn't reprinted in Modern Masters? Eternal yeah, Masters? EMA. Well, that wasn't released until March, right? Well, there's going to be something that created a higher demand for it then, right? Is it just the reprint of Wastelands? Mm, well, again, that wasn't um, that wasn't out in January. Uh, the EMA EMA set wasn't wasn't well, spoiled really at all. Spoiled until April, and then it was fully spoiled like a month later in May. Well, okay, just look. It's like with Oath. Was it a gradual uh, increase or was it sharp? Well, there's only been sharp. one printing of Crucible, right? Like, two, two. It's spiked, okay. yeah, it's spiked from the fifties to the seventies. What'd you say, Celso? It's biked from like the fifties to the seventies yeah. in January That's with Oath of the Gatewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oath, isn't, Oath isn't even what really like put Eldrazi into the into the modern. It was it was um, wasn't it? Uh, well, I guess was it Scout first, play, then it then was Oath. Does it seem modern play? Uh, maybe. Cool. According to work to Goldfish, the decks that play it are Ravager Shops, which makes sense because that's a mud deck. The vintage White Eldrazi deck, which also plays kind of sort of like a mud deck. Yeah, but those are both vintage decks. Vintage doesn't have that much demand. 
Yeah, blue white control and modern, and that's like a fringe deck. Um, turbo, like the black green turbo depth depth deck and legacy, and like that's fringe deck right now too. Like vintage land still, white black Eldrazi and modern. Like none of these are like super popular decks. I'm guessing it's just like people speculating around the Pro Tour time and just sp- spiking a bunch of cards like they normally maybe. do. Yeah, maybe. Because I feel like Crucible was uh, like the tech card to beat Eldrazi if you could just like keep ghost quartering them over and over and over again. Or if you're on the you know, Eldrazi side, if you're getting ghost quartered a crap load, you just like Crucible to rebuy all your lands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I should I should put up some pictures because I also have uh, a Crucible of Worlds playmat. To auction for what seventy five percent of the Wounded Warrior project, twenty five to MTG cast. Yeah, nice. Crucible of Worlds playmat. I was just trying to figure out because you know, um, and I was trying to figure out like why the price went up so much if there was what was playing it. It it could be like just a, like a market readjustment too, right? Yeah. Like people figuring out where the price actually should be. If it was sitting low, and that just kind of where the market naturally settles out, that does happen too. Yeah, I guess lands won't play it. Oh. Hmm. It's just, it can be abrupt decade. That's why it doesn't see as much play in Legacy. Um, you know, it's very <laughs> difficult to deal with a, uh, recurring, uh, why am I, Life from the Loam, uh, but it's pretty easy to deal with an, uh, with a Crucible of Worlds. And, yeah, um, does Mud, um, Mud doesn't use fucking Goblin Welder, right? No. But I do love uh, uh, Grixis Welder lists. Like some Tezzeret Grixis lists will run Welder. Yeah. But I mean, that's also a very fringy deck. Like that's. No, I'm just thinking of something that would actually. I'm still trying to think of like what has such demand for Crucible of Worlds. I always, I always loved it. I mean, mm. if you play in Tarmogoyf, definitely fucking Life from the Loom's better. Yeah. Maybe it could have been just a buyout, like a well-timed buyout, and they just spike the price up. From something yeah. on 10th edition? Yeah. I, I guess Craig Barry did tell everyone time. about his uh, scheme. Yeah. <laughs> 10th edition was a long time ago. Like, it's it's more risky to do buyouts on modern cards, but it's not impossible. So, oh, yes, yeah, Elsa, you missed it. I'm going to go buy out every copy of Counterbalance. <laughs> <laughs> stop the... If that, if stop it, Miracles players from playing the deck. If they're not going to ban it. <laughs> well, to just take it off the market. <laughs> just take it right off the market. I agree. I like it. Let's, uh, what, what else can we buy out in that case? We want to buy out counterbalances. Um. I want to buy out Abrupt Decay. <laughs> I would like to buy out the entirety of Death and Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All of it. All of it has to go. <laughs> Death and Taxes too OP. It, that reminds me, uh, so one of my good friends in college, um, his dad was a small yay. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but you know the the person. A small what? A, a small, small what? A small yay. I'm just, small I'm just kidding. What? I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's like it's like my cousin Vinny. Two what? <laughs> two, two youths. Two, two what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Two youths. <laughs> All right, so who's a small EA? I okay. I don't feel like telling the story anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so he's a small EA in uh, 
what he did is he bought two really old, expensive bottles of wine, and he opened one and drank it, and the other one that he had more than doubled in value because there was less uh, of that wine in the world because he opened it. Jeez. What a baller. So I'm thinking we just buy up all these cards and we just have a massive bonfire. (laughs) (laughs) Bonfire, tons of counterbalances. Uh, I love it. Yeah. This this actually happened a while ago with a seance. (laughs) There was a guy on like Reddit who was, who was actively trying to buy out seance and was offering to pay pros to play seance in a deck. So it would be on camera and spike the price. (laughs) Oh yeah. I remember this. And he was like buying up all the seances and destroying them so that they would go up in value. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. What does Seance well, even do? It, during your upkeep, you can exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, you put a token in the play, and you have to exile the token and end the turn. I don't think you have oh, to yeah. pay casting costs. Yeah, so you can upkeep and they exile target creature card from your graveyard. If you do, put a token on the battlefield as a copy, except it's a spirit in addition to its other types. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step. It's too white-white. So you can get so, value in, like, you seance, like, Thrag Tusks and, like, things like that. That'll just stay on the battlefield. Oh. It, that seems bad, though. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. At the beginning of each upkeep. All right, I guess that's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to play that with? Like, a deck with, like, Life from the Loam? Like... Uh, Crappy cards. Ask, Crappy uh, cards is what you <laughs> Ask who is it Corbin on a Brainstorm Brewery? One of the Brainstorm Brewery guys went super deep on it. Oh, Ryan. Was Ryan is huge on the card. On purpose? Yeah. <laughs> like, he has a bunch of copies of it stashed away. Oh, it just seems like four, four is way too much. Yeah, like, you wanted to break it in standard, you wanted to break it in modern. Oh, it's like a pet card deal. Yeah, it was, it was totally a pet card. A su- super deep pet card. <laughs> uh, well, well, since since we're speaking of pet cards, let's do a real smooth transition into pet decks. I don't actually, I don't even know if we can call this a pet deck, also. But uh, you come to us with another experience running a legacy deck, correct? This is true. All right, so uh, you want to tell us about it? Let's do a little deep dive into it. Nope. Oh, oh, we st- <laughs> we started the podcast. This was the podcast. Holy crap! <laughs> this, this has been the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leave me like, see. Oh, we've been recording, man. It actually oh, was great okay. for the first like ten minutes. <laughs> Fair enough. And then, uh, oh, then we've been doing this since. Yeah, so. You're like a bear sure, who just a lot wandered of into are camp. Still sticking around. <laughs> You just wandered oh, into camp and you had some hot dogs <laughs> and you just sat down. <laughs> hey, I mean, when somebody puts out a delicious spread of sandwiches, who can resist? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's what's your choice of sandwich, Celso? Oh man, that's tough. Well, first we need garlic bread. Right out of the bat, right out of the bat, right toasted, <laughs> toasted garlic bread. That maybe like, limits your meat choices, though. Not all meats pair with garlic bread. I know, but if we do like a beautiful toasted salami and provolone, ah, uh, like. That that alone, that's a winner right there. <laughs> so I guess you know it sounded like you guys must have been disappointed with the Brazilian steakhouse. I'm gonna let you down, Adrian. I'm gonna let you down easy. I'm gonna tell you this: you spent about a year telling me how good Brazilian steakhouse was. <laughs> so there was no way I was gonna live up to the hype. There well, no I'll, I'll say I have no idea why they kept telling you guys to get away from the rotisserie. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah meanwhile, Adrian's over there sticking his head underneath the gym. Adrian's zipper. like, Adrian's like buddy buddy, like fucking swapping phone numbers with the guy, like cutting his meat. I'll take some and, more pineapple. They're swimming Jerry and I away, like, no, you guys eat too much. You guys <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. They saw you guys. all day. It's buffet. <laughs> No, like, I, what was it? Me, Jim, and Kyle went up there, no problem. As soon as you guys, oh no, me, Kerman. Yeah, cause Kerman went up there before too. It was just weird. All of a sudden, as soon as you guys get up there, like, where are they going? Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you guys can't eat from here. You have to go eat at your table, and then we're only gonna bring you a little bit of meat. Well, even when Celso went up there with us too, they were just fucking, we just kept going up to the rotisserie, they never said anything. I think it might have been cause we had a party, like, fucking, what did we have, nine people or something? Oh, yeah, so, like, the ba- people who bring in the most money into your place definitely treat them like shit. Yeah. I know, Don't that was fucking nasty. Like, hits their table like shit. Hey, Adrian, uh, did you go up to the guy and you're like, you see those two guys over there? Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Here's a 20. Don't give him shit. I think, I think it would have been great if we hadn't just gone to the Brazilian steakhouse at Columbus, because that one was an amazing Brazilian steakhouse. That was, yeah, Rodigio's, Rodigio's Grill in Columbus was fucking, was on point. We're going, well, maybe, we're going back there when we go for Eternal Weekend, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, the next time, what, the next, uh, see, the fucking weird thing is, like, TE always does Sunday. The next time you're open on a Saturday, though, we'll fucking hit Paul Max. Listen, listen, if Paul Max doesn't live up to the hype, man, we're going to have fucking problems, AJ. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll do breakfast at Carl's first. Again, again, another place you've been hyping up. I'm Carl telling you, man. Up to the hype. I will say this. I've been to Carl's. Celso? I've been to Carl's. <laughs> Celso, how's Carl's? A- Adrian, Adrian, I don't think you want to fuck around here. Like, Pat's done MMA and all that shit. Like, <laughs> otherwise, you get into a headlock or a triangle choke. All right, Pat. Like, Pat come up to yeah, Carl's. We're going to... We're gonna come. We're gonna force feed you a half a pig. You don't want to get into a triangle choke with me, because then you'll be right down near my counterbalance area. Hey Pat, <laughs> Pat, you went to Carl's with me before, didn't you? No. When no. I was living next door to it. I did. Nope. Oh wait, is that uh, is that the one that's in um Oxford Center? Oh okay, yeah, I have been there. Oh yeah, that place is that place is good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I thought Carl's was in Worcester. I thought Carl's was in Worcester. No, that's Miss Worcester, and you've been there too. I've been there twice. Yeah, we, we we go from don't fuck with me, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's All good. Right. It's good. All right, so we'll give Paul Max a spin then. We'll give Paul Max a spin. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking kids nowadays, which you look it up sandwiches on your onlines. <laughs> looking up your sandwiches Pat, on your Pat, on- Paul online. Max, Paul Max is the Uber breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Max is the what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, do you think we access our internet through Net Zero? Like, <laughs> if you want, because I like you know, I got a little special gift for you, John. It's I, I still have a hundred free hours of America Online. I can mail you the disc. <laughs> I heard like when Adrian was calling me, I was like, Inner, inner. <laughs> ah, that's a hit dubsteps track. <laughs> I would call with my rotary phone, but I always fuck up the last digit and start over again. <laughs> now, you know what? I gotta, let me ask you a question. I know fucking these two. Celso, how old are you? Uh, 30. <laughs> Why do I feel that's a lie? <laughs> Anytime someone says, uh, uh, 30. <laughs> this too. It's a lie. I just had to do the math. No, I'm, I'm born in the same year as Pat. So, like, once upon a time, way back when I was a kid. What, what, how do you know what year I was born? Because you said on the last cast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Oh, that that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> Look at that, Pat. There was one person that listened. <laughs> oh, we got one. Hey, I, we got one, wait, guys. I listened, I listened today. Listening, wait, wait. Just... Did you listen to this podcast today? <laughs> no, I just listened in general. I took... oh. <laughs> to the sound of his own voice. <laughs> I, I made an effort. <laughs> Jerry, I just uh, I had to post your uh, your plate from Brazilian Steakhouse on the Leaving Legacy Facebook page. <laughs> okay. Did you have a picture of that or something? Yeah, uh, I, I just satis- put it up. The I just, status plate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I that this was in fact a dinner plate, not a breakfast plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is great. Yeah, Adrian, you want to know why I didn't like uh, the Brazilian Steakhouse that much? That's why. That's why. That's what my plate looked like for the first 45 minutes of dinner. <laughs> it was fucked up, though, yeah. This end of the table kept going up to the rotisserie, and when the guy came over with the meat, he started with us. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you go up there, they get yelled at, put back. <laughs> you guys have a plethora of different meats. It's like, I like, oh, you guys want something else? You want something else? Jerry's like, I just want anything. Anything. <laughs> or I have well, that. Uh, what's his name? CJ was sitting next to me. CJ has some ketchup and an egg. CJ is sitting next to me, and the guy gets there with like the meat, and it was a big it was meat to start off with. And he goes, it's like, uh, what do you, would you like some meat? He's like, yeah, sure. And he cuts it off, and it's literally a raw hunk of meat because they had <laughs> cut off all the cooking. <laughs> Uh, this shit, dude, that shit was fucking beat. Shit was still moving. It was still moving. It was like the soup Nazi. Brazilian steakhouse meal. None for you. Yeah. That's what it felt like. But I will say, I will say that the pineapple was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty that good. Was, yeah, it was cooked well. That was, <laughs> it wasn't moving. The pineapple was not moving. Oh, uh, yeah, that was... uh. That was something else, man. That pineapple was really good. That was real good. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the sirloin's good. I mean, the, the stuff's good if you can get any. <laughs> if you get it. <laughs> it's a very exclusive eatery. You have to be seen at the right part of the table. <laughs> you have to be from the area. <laughs> you, have to, you have to bring people on a regular basis. <laughs> everyone else, I get frequent flyer miles. Everyone on the north side of the table is eating like kings. Everyone on the south side is like just fucking begging for scraps. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking kept skipping Jerry because he was at the head of the yeah. table. <laughs> I said, no, no, no I get the head guy? of the table spot. I'm so important. That I was also the beggar spot. <laughs> no matter what side of the table they started on, I was last. <laughs> the castle, king of the castle. You don't eat shit tonight, Jerry. <laughs> I have another egg and some ketchup. <laughs> hey, to be fair, there were French fries. I had some French fries. That's why there was ketchup. I wasn't just dipping hard-boiled eggs in ketchup. <laughs> well, the best part is you hadn't even started on the egg. It was just the egg. <laughs> that was his dessert. Have some egg. <laughs> I bet two of the guys working the place was looking at Jerry. Yeah, you hear him talking shit about our death in Texas? Yeah, fuck that guy. He ain't get shit. He ain't getting shit. Oh, I, will give, I will give credit to the to the Brazilian steakhouse. Our waitress is, like, sitting down and explaining it, and she goes to, like, put waters down, and I think, like, Ian and Jim were playing magic, and she's like, oh, I don't want to ruin your magic game. And everyone at the table just stopped and goes, 
you know what magic is? <laughs> I thought Jim Andretch's face is going to hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can somebody marry this girl right now? Yeah. <laughs> I love how that's the measuring stick. Well, yeah. Was, uh, wait, wait, she's a she's a woman and she knows what magic is. That's uh, that's it's pretty rare, especially and outside she of brings me food, especially outside of magic tournament. Like, like in the tournament, like yeah, like there's gonna be like if there's a woman there, she's probably gonna know what magic is. But outside <laughs> she of she just wandered fest, in like, off the street. Oh, I wonder what's going on in this convention. Uh, yeah, was, she was. She was like, oh, I'm actually here for the hot tub convention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so upset I didn't sell my legacy deck and buy a hot tub at uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like plopping on top of the car on the way back to Boston, clipping yeah. like, <laughs> mirrors the whole park master. <laughs> They had like 75% yeah. off hot tubs. I could just imagine like a Seinfeld episode with a hot tub on top of a van and like going through the tolls. Kramer in leaving it. Leaving it behind. <laughs> leaving it behind in the tolls. <laughs> it just gets crammed in between yeah. two of the booths. It's just like, yeah. fuck it, let's go. Easy pass just boom right off the top of the car. <laughs> Maybe I should line my truck bed with a tarp and fill it with water. <laughs> Redneck hot tub. I was gonna yeah. say they they already did that in Duck Dynasty. Yeah, fuck oh, it. Uncle Cy beat you to the punch. But that, but it would it hold everything? water? Yeah, so, he, he put a hose into the bed of the truck and filled it up. Well, everything we do is derivative of Duck Dynasty. You know that. <laughs> Duck Dynasty is a perfect example of life imitating art imitating life. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Adrian does have a little look of Uncle Cy to him. <laughs> yeah, you got a sweet tea. I was gonna say, where's your sweet tea at? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess to, we should probably talk about some legacy tonight. Because ah, I can't. <laughs> well, I thought Duck Dynasty was your legacy. <laughs> uh, so what? So Celso, what'd you play, man? So, yeah. So, uh, so I went up to uh, Acton, Massachusetts, to find uh, nobody else on this cast there <laughs> for, for F and M. Oh, I didn't know. I was still trying to meet you down at Ice Imports. <laughs> Well, it, well, you picked the bad night. I told you. I told you what I could or couldn't do. Well, the, the thing is, they do it on Tuesday, and all of a sudden, that's when like Jerry and Pat are like, "Hey, let's record on Tuesdays." <laughs> oh my <What>? God! <laughs> Such a liar. <laughs> well, no, that, isn't that what it was? <laughs> that was like Jerry couldn't record on Mondays. I was before. literally telling Aaron earlier tonight that well, I couldn't go to Legacy tonight because Adrian ha- can't record on any day other than Tuesdays. <laughs> Wait, you were saying, but no, you couldn't record on Monday before. I can still record on Monday. I'm fine with. Wait, can everyone rec- hold on, hold on, hold on? Can everyone record on Monday, but we're still doing it on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah like we we swapped to Tuesday because Jerry's job, and then he quit his job and was an unemployed bum, and, <laughs> and he was like, and still, still recording on Tuesday. <laughs> I was living life now he's doing Pokemon Go. He could have been doing fucking like get a job go. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that unemployed bum on his way to his job. <laughs> oh, there's a job. Hold on, let me toss it. Oh shit, I just missed it. Too too high. Gotta catch them all. Jerry, you didn't feed that CPA job enough berries. You gotta give him more berries, Jerry. <laughs> like the berries. Uh, oh, maybe we get a better paying job if I crack this egg. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay you in ketchup. <laughs> and only halves of hard boiled eggs. You don't get the whole egg, just half. 
Do I get multiple halves? How's how's the new job going anyway, Jerry? It's going good. I, uh, I like it. Is it yeah. good? Then let's record on Mondays. Right, good. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! All right, so <laughs> best best episode ever. We're just calling it, it right now. Did you guys know, like Framingham's the second hilliest city in America? <laughs> I thought it was Fitchburg. It might be Fitchburg. <laughs> Actually, no, I do want to get your feedback on my cell phone plan, Yeah, guys. let's talk about cell phone plans. <laughs> All right, well, if you're paying for data and you're paying for Wi-Fi oh God, at home, no. that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> double connection doesn't get it's you double dipping, right? Fast. Double dipping, man. Double dipping. Oh, my God. All right, so... so so here, so here's the here's the the background. Where so is it? Where story. is it? Where is it? <laughs> so when I, when I put out that that Twitter poll, everybody want, or <laughs> most I, people want to see that bug thing in the ice deck. So we already oh. covered that last month. When I pulled out my poll and had a thing in the ice, so I got arrested. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, creepy old man, <laughs> creepy grumpy guy. <laughs> we gotta move on. But one one of the decks that I had in there that got quite a uh, bit of votes is the this crazy Nick Fit list. So this Nick Fit list topped an MKM series event over in Europe, about like 425 players, and uh, let's see, 22 lands, nothing crazy of note. You know your typical Nick Fit lands, a lot of basics, one Phyrexian Tower, your creature package. You got the four Explorers and the four Baleful Strixes, which is pretty sweet these days with Eldrazi running around. And here's the slew of one-ofs. One, Broodmate Dragon. If you're not familiar with the, the Which I'm not. old standard all-star. Six-drop, 4-4 four, four flyer. It's part green. That'll come into play later. When it enters the battlefield, put a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token flying onto the battlefield. So you basically get two 4-4 four, four red dragons for uh, for six mana. They both have haste, too, don't they? No. They're just part's terrible. two four. <laughs> One Deathrite, one Ewit, one Kitchen Finks, one Marin of Clan Neltoth, Commander 2015 All-Star. Here, I'll read the card because I'm sure half the listeners have no idea what it does. <laughs> and half the cast. Yeah. <laughs> Three, four for four mana, two black-green, um, legendary human shaman. Whenever another creature you control dies, you get an experience counter because that was one of the mechanics of the set. At the beginning of your end step, choose target creature card in your graveyard. If that card's converted mana cost is less than or equal to the number of experience counters you have, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. And people forget that last sentence. They think, like, say you have, like, one counter and you're staring at, like, a Baleful Strix. They think, like, oh, you don't get it. It's like, no, no, it goes in my hand. It's just if you have enough experience counters, it goes to the battlefield instead. So it's just, like, it's instant value once you get onto the field. Uh, one Scavenging Use, one Shriek Maw, one Sore of Temptation, um, one Thrag Tusk, one Titania Protector of Argoth, a cast favorite, uh, one Trinket Mage, getting one Pithy Needle and one Sensei's Divining Top, and one Vendillion Click. So here's the non-creature spells that, that are gluing the deck together. So four Cobble Therapy because it's Nick Fit, four Green Sun Zenith, also because it's Nick Fit, two Abrupt Decay, one Innocent Blood, <clears throat> two Birthing Pod, which is sweet. Uh, one Garrick Relentless, three Pernicious Deed, because again, Nick Fit. And I already mentioned the needle in the top. And the sideboard, we got two Disfigure, two Fluster Storm, one Glenelindra Archmage, one Jace the Mind Sculptor, one Minister of Pain, 
So Dragon's a Tarkir card, three mana, two, three. He exploits, so whenever he comes into play, you can sack a creature, which I hear is really good if you got Veteran Explorer out. Whenever it exploits a creature, creatures your opponent's control get Negwa, Negwa until in the turn, which is sweet for those D&T annoying players. One Nile Spellbomb, one Notion Thief, one Rex Age, three Slaughter Games, because combo is pretty ugly, uh, one Spell Pierce, and one uh, the second Vanillion Click. So I brought this up to Acton for F&M. Played against, I think it was Sean Calvo, actually, uh, fan of the cast, and driver of the, the podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <too>. driver. <laughs> driver of the podcast. Yep. yep. Uh, he was on lands, and uh, so I lost game one to just getting, like, punishing fired to death and, like, and him just slowly taking down the dark depths. <laughs> Didn't even have to, like, go go for the Thespian stage. Like, he just had enough mana to just take down de- uh, depths naturally. Um, game two got a little interesting. So he had a tabernacle out and I had a pile of creatures out, one of them being Marin. So like basically with the tabernacle trigger, I would like sack a bunch of my guys and keep like one or two guys to hit, hit them with a little bit. And then like end of turn, I'd bring Marin and br- use Marin and bring things back out of my graveyard. So like <laughs> <clears throat> if I needed cards, I bring back Baleful Strix. If I needed like tokens, I bring back Broodmate Dragon to get another dragon token and then I might. Tabernacle upkeep just sacked the original Broodmate Dragon to get it back. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I just valued him out. Uh, And then game three, he had a pretty quick combo and beat me there. Um, There isn't, like, a ton of interaction for lands in in this particular list because you have, like, basically Pithing Needle to to basically hit the um, Thespian stage. That's pretty much your main way to go. And then you just have to, like, you know, hit him faster than he can hit you. So... uh, I think like it might it could have potentially went the other way depending on how the draws looked like. So I don't think it was like that bad of a matchup. Round two, I played some scrub named Jerry. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right, Jerry did show up. <laughs> Apologies. Holes in your story. So many holes in your story. <laughs> Let me guess, you beat him too, didn't you? Well, no, Celso well, slow played like an old woman playing bridge, and we went to time. <laughs> I would have won. <laughs> Jerry, much like Tango, it takes two people to slow play a match, my friend. <laughs> I've never seen a combo player play as slow as in my life. You were playing a, a combo, a, a player combo player my board Have you ever seen Jerry? Monastery Mentor, two senseis tops. Yeah, I was playing combo. Have, yeah, have you ever seen Jerry, like, fucking I, brainstorm? It's brutal. Oh, come on. <laughs> and he still doesn't flip his Delver. Uh, <laughs> Draw one, draw two, draw three, one, three. Wait, how's this card work again? <laughs> oh man! All right, so you crushed Jerry. So, so game one morally, you, game you know, one moral was really interesting. So, so we you show and tell me turn two, right? Turn two or turn three? You show and tell me, I think. And you put down Grizzle Brand with the smug smile on your face. And with the smug smile on my face, I put down Piffing Needle. Uh, eat it, Jerry. <laughs> right, I was going to say, not like I can progress my board, because you have you have a 7-7. Seven, seven. Like, I'd have to start, like, chaining Strixes. So I start flooding the board full of things, and Jerry's working to, to towards, like, a sneak attack Emrakul. So he puts in an Emrakul, attacks me. I sack, like, half dudes, half lands. And I had Marin, I think, at that point, so I was getting a lot of things back. Um, and then, like, I chump with, like, a Baleful Strix. And then he, I start building my board back up again. Then we get to a point where I get a Birthing Pod, 
So I birthing pod my trinket mage to get Sower of Temptation to take Jerry's Grizzlebrand so I can finally start attacking him. <laughs> and then I play Titania, um, end of my turn. So then Jerry, un- Jerry. <laughs> so then Jerry untaps, sneak attacks Emrakul again. <laughs> so I sack five of my lands and a guy and I get five, five, threes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I jump block with his grizzle brand. Like, I, I attacked with Emrakul, and then as soon as he scooped up his lands, I'm like, oh, oh, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> so I survived two Emrakul attacks. Game two played more like a, a heavier control game where I didn't get enough permanence onto the field. And this is why things got a little rough because, like, you had Nahiri out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was afraid to use my birthing pod or attack with a Strix because you, I figured you might as and start getting those permanents off the board. So, like, I was trying to figure out another route to start flooding the board with permanents so I could put pressure under your planeswalkers, but unfortunately I didn't get enough in time before you were able to, to, um, draw it out. Ultimate, yeah, ultimate your Nahiri, which I failed anyways on that. Because <laughs> I was presuming, like, an Emrakul is coming, because just like you do, but, like, there was no Emrakul to, to go find. <laughs> uh, but so I died to Blameswalkers, and then we didn't have enough time to get through a game three. So we won one Drew. Um, but that was kind of a, kind of an interesting matchup, though. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, so in round three I get paired up against Zoo, and I hear Zoo has a hard time when you start playing Fragtusk, and then you sack your Fragtusk, and you put your Fragtusk back into play again. <laughs> it's generally a bad time. Um, and then the next game, I turn three Thrag Test them, which is worse than game one. <laughs> Playing a Thrag Test kind of regular time. So, um, so that, that was pretty easy with Zoo. And then the last round was Dredge. This, this was kind of interesting. So, Dredge, like, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a fast deck, right? So, and I don't have a lot of ways to interact, other than like Deathrite Shaman and Scavenging Ooze. So, like, my game plan was, just come up with a way to put one of those two things into play as fast as humanly possible and try to, you know, eat, blow up his graveyard as much as I can. And I figured, like, he'd still overwhelm me anyways. So, like, both games I had Green Sun Zenith getting one of those two targets, and my opponent was not very happy for whatever reason, saying I had all the Green Sun Zeniths. But, like, I was, like, aggressively mulliganing for, like, fast hands where I can interact with them a little bit. So, like, so I guess, like, um, I ended up taking that in three, um, but he did have a really good game where I was slowly eating up his graveyard and I made a play where I could like tap out and set myself up for a good turn next turn instead of trying to react to what he was doing. So I decided to tap out and he had a very timely like Flankin Zealot into a bunch of zombies and like exact season me. So, so that was a pretty good game on, on his part, but I was kind of surprised that I, I beat Dredge because I figured that'd be a pretty bad matchup. I would think. I mean, as, has anybody kind of seen Nick Fit v Dredge and how that's supposed to to go or no I have it's Nick Fit is not a deck that I've had a lot of familiarity I, with I so. feel it's in Nick Fit's favor because you have ways to sack your creatures and get rid of their bridge from belows so that's you true really limit their win potential you know they kind of have to win off of uh, uh, Icarids and hoping to get those Narcamoebas in play so they can. Uh, you know, do the Dread Return. And if they don't have a good Dread Return target, like if they're relying on, like, Flamekin Zealot, they're not going to be getting enough uh, zombies to get the Flamekin Zealot lethal. So... Yeah, especially when you have access to Deed. Yeah. And Deed can pull up a lot of their zombies. Exactly. So I feel for 
uh, some versions of Dredge, uh, you're going to be much more favored against, whereas, like, the more combo-y versions that are, like, Dread returning back in uh, Grizzlebrand or in Iona, um, like, I think that would give you a bit more trouble. But I would say, in general, you're you're favored in the Dredge matchup. Yeah, and, like, there's some pretty good cards in the sideboard to help out a little bit, like, um, like Flusher Storm, because they're pretty mana light, so they can't really, you know pass through, like, your uh, your business spells, like Faithless Looting or Breakthroughs. like and Or if you stick, like, a Glenelindra Archmage to help counter some of that. So, like, there's some, a couple good sideboard cards those are able to bring in to help, like, slow him down so I could buy myself time to, to blow up his graveyard a little bit. So that was, that, was, that was pretty interesting. I think the deck overall is pretty good. Um, there, like, there's just a lot of different answers to a lot of different things. Um, like, I'd probably play it again. I'd probably play it at at a bigger event, I would think, especially if there's not a lot of, like, super fast combo. Like, if, uh... If I don't if, show up. Yeah, if there's not a lot of, like, Tess, <laughs> Belcher, um, things that just kill you outright within, like, turn one or two, I feel like this deck can, can kind of hold its own against most of the field. Especially, like, Miracles, the deck being slow enough, like, you get enough value in all your things that I feel like you can kind of outgrind the Miracles deck with this deck, which is pretty sweet. Um... So I would say I'd highly recommend it. Um, I'll, I'll dump the link in the chat so you can go into the show notes. Uh, definitely worth a look. So kind of bonus, little, little, little bonus field reporting. So, uh, <laughs> so let's talk, did, did we cover the, the G, the, um, the SCG story on, on Sunday, Adrian? Did you talk about that at all? Mm, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go Sunday, so I was not there. Well, I was talking about how, uh, you know, you were helping me put together some ant stuff because they took Bird and Ten apart, but why what am I missing? What else? Oh, <laughs> the story about the legacy challenge. No. <laughs> oh. So, so 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 I go I, I get to Worcester and uh well after having a phenomenal breakfast at Miss Worcester Diner, Shameless. Oh Club. yeah. Oh yeah. Not shameless. <laughs> this is true. Um so so we get some <clears throat> after we get got our French toast action in, we went over to the to the DCU and uh, and after yelling at Aaron for thinking about playing modern, the hell is he on? Playing real formats like Legacy. Uh, I was going to jump into the challenge. And what I did the night before, because I really didn't have time to like, set up a deck or whatever, I just threw a bunch of cards together of like decks that I would potentially play and just bring it up and then sleeve it in, up in, in Worcester. So I'm looking at the different lists, and I actually went to, um, from that same event that this NickFit list did good in, there's an updated aggro loam list that looked pretty sweet. Um, some cards that would actually make Jerry proud, like the uh, Dark Depths um, Despy Stage combo in the sideboard, in case you really need to combo people out. Um, a Chandra Flamecaller, that would look pretty sweet. Because, uh, like, imagine, you know, you're in Miracles, and all of a sudden you slam this Planeswalker, and here comes six points of elemental damage coming to your face. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, so I, I figured, like, I have that list, and I was going to play it. So I started sleeping it up, and Kerman and Adrian are playing Anti-League next to me, and Kerman looks at my the list I was sleeping up, and he's like, oh, the Agrolome list. I kind of wanted to, like, actually, I'm getting cards for it. I kind of want to play it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a really sweet deck. We start talking a little bit as I'm sleeping, and I was like, well, you know, if you want to, like, test drive it, like, I can lend you that deck, and I'll just sleeve up something else and just play that. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So I, <laughs> yeah. so, so I loan him the loan deck, and I start sleeving up. Um, there was another fun list that top-aided GP Prague. And you would have taken it down, too, if 
Really? Oh yeah. If you would just not miss registration by two minutes, <laughs> yeah, you would you would take the whole thing down. So, so there is there is a rug delver list that took out the nimble monkeys and replaced it with two hooting mandrels. That's the four four trampler yeah. for for five and a I've green. Seen, I've seen that. I've seen that in a lot of those lists. <laughs> one true name and one Vendillion click. Yeah. So I started sleeping that up because I had the cards for it and like. I hear an announcement saying, like, pairings are going up shortly, and I took that as, like, oh, like, they're already starting the event. So I look at my phone, and it's, like, 11.53. I'm like, how are they starting? <laughs> and I guess, like, I, you know, I guess I forgot that they have the setup where, like, registration closes 10 minutes ahead of the event or whatever. So I, <laughs> so I didn't even oh. get to play in the challenge. But Adrian was around, and a couple other folks were. So I was still playing Legacy on the side for, for a good part of that afternoon anyways. And the rug list was super fun to play. <laughs> it was, like... <laughs> Your typical Delver, you know, your, your typical, typical Delver style, of like Wasteland, Stifle You, blah, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, 4-4 four, 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 one. Yeah, yeah, that, I, was, sweet. yeah <laughs> I wasn't exactly profitably blocking with a Curse Catcher either. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty unfortunate. <laughs> so I, I definitely, like, I definitely recommend trying out, like, that style list, like, playing around with the, the Delver package. Like, I think there was the four-color Delver that you guys mentioned last week. The top eight uh Worcester. That was a pretty sweet take on the Delver deck. Um, the Brainstorm Show is another legacy deck, uh, podcast. They have like another approach to Delver that they, they're trying out. That yeah, that Mentor, the, the Miracles Killer one. Yeah, yeah Miracles Slayer Delver, or whatever. Yeah, that was really interesting. I was actually talking to, um, uh, to, I think it was Wilson I was talking to on, um, on Twitter, he was asking me about, like, my choices, um, as far as, like, uh, Delver strategies go against miracles. Um, that way he could make sure he avoided them? <laughs> Blood Boon. Would you just rather price the progress? <laughs> it was, I was actually telling him how much I liked Winter Orb and Piping Needle, but sure. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> cock. <laughs> Winter Orb is sweet. Don't worry, don't worry, Pat. You're still flipping your Delver more than Jerry. <laughs> it, was, it was it was Paul I was talking to. It was Paul. We were going, we were going back and forth, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to get some uh, do some videos with those guys um, probably this week. Try to get some recorded. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely try that list at like a week or whatever whenever I get a chance. Um, so that, so that was totally sweet. And I, and I did end up playing the loan list at a weekly uh, locally where I am the next day, and I played uh, played Eldrazi and. Uh, <laughs> this this was fantastic. So I'm getting my ass kicked by um what's his name? Uh the five five trampler guy. Uh Reality Smasher? Is that the oh, guy? Yeah. 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 So I was getting my ass kicked by like that and something else. And like in two two consecutive turns I was like, Alright, take a hit, go to like four, end a turn, sack a lane, <clears throat> go get <laughs> dark depths. <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, Oh no. <laughs> Like past the turn. <laughs> I, that was my game three. I killed him with Narrative. Like. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> and then the but lost the lost the rug delver in a pretty close one because um, they could just like get out faster than than you can. But <laughs> but yeah, the loan deck, Agri loan deck is such a sweet deck. I'm sure I'm sure you agree with me, Jerry. How, how I think I'm actually going to be putting it back together coming up. I haven't uh, I haven't played it for a while, and I just I want to take a break from Steak and Show for a bit. Yeah. Oh, there's a new tech card I also put in 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 that. Actually, the the MKM list I tweaked one card when I was playing it in the weekly. So instead of the Garrick Relentless, 
I played an Arlen chord, and that card was oh, really, really sweet. Was nice. Hell yeah, like like one turn I like played a wolf so I can block his uh, in the Eldrazi matchup I landed it so I played a wolf to block his endless one to jump it and then the next turn it was like a three three so then the next turn I I after I flipped over I bolted the endless one to get that off the table so I could flip back so then the next turn I could play another jump blocker and just like get got lots of value nice. that way off of it or like there is a sequence I was thinking about where like maybe. I stick another reliquary and then use the other ability to give it vigilance and, and haste so I could attack and then sack it, or, or sack a land later that turn to go get some value. Jerry, like, Jerry, you haven't done anything with Sneak and Show. Uh, you didn't play yesterday, right? You haven't done anything since the release? Or no, I've been playing a bunch of Magic Online. Uh, I have okay. Dreadnought and I put together uh, Grixis Online, so I... Uh, uh, you don't have Sneak and Show no, online. Sneak and right? Show is actually pretty expensive online right now. I'm just curious, you know, if, if fucking if you've run into that new Thalia at all. That's got a really uh, fucked that deck. It's not out yet on Magic Online. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. it releases okay. this Friday, I believe. All right. So, yeah, that was the other cool part about the SCG, too. I got to uh, trade in, like, Judge Temporal Manipulations. Like, it's basically like a time walk from P3K. For like 50 apiece, so I can go get a Judge Imperial Recruiter, and then got another two through a trade through the uh, high-end MTG group. So now I got some recruiters to play some beautiful Imperial Taxes. Nice. Oh, right. Jerry's second favorite to regular I do actually taxes. like Imperial Taxes. I think it's cool, but uh, fuck that deck. Fuck it. So hard. <laughs> you heard him, Jim. Get him. Well, well, there's like one store that I know of that has like tons of Eldrazi and Cloud Posts. I figured if anything, that gives me like a halfway decent shot playing D&T to beat that room, you know? <laughs> like, you need some Magus of the Moons to kind of get the ed- get a little bit of edge in that matchup. Plus, you get the two-drop from sweet cards. Like, Course Guy Fisher off of Imperial Recruiter to go play, like, a Flicker Wisp impression. <laughs> sweet. You do that little Goblin Stompy deck. Oh, man. The mo- I-, I used to play the Mod Catcher deck a little bit. I was back when, like... I think it was back during Treasure Cruise... Legacy, mm-hmm. like just playing Trinospheres and things like that to help like stop neuter the Delver deck a little bit, and then like yeah, Goblin Settler, which I do have one of still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eight blood bones. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the Dragon version is just a little bit better because you just have like all high impact cards versus like random goblins that are maybe good in some some board states but terrible in others. But Rabble Master's still a sweet card in that deck, though. Like, in, in either version. Because, like, that's just a single threat you could just sit behind and not have to worry about what you're drawing. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if, if you want to see, like, brutality, I played against Storm once. I went turn one, play Ancient Tomb, Chalice for zero, Chalice for one, go. Untap, play a mountain, cast Goblin Rabble Master, tap for one, go. Untap, play another Goblin Ravel Master. Jeez. <laughs> Attack him for like six. So then he looks at the two of them. He's like, "Wait, so what happens next turn?" I'm like, "You scoop. You scoop next turn." <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. Oh man. So that's the that's the the field reporting. A little little triple threat field reporting this particular month. Just get a I'd, lot done, man. Yeah, I just had like a just had a little bit of extra time where my wife was out of town on training, so like it was a good opening to go to go hang up at Worcester and go um, 
go play locally a little bit before she got back. Um, nice. So I mean, I can't. Yeah, this this has been this has been awesome. I really thank you guys for like the opportunity to do this because uh, like for people who just work their ass off and still want to like get off get 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 their edge off and play a little legacy, like this is a beautiful setup. Nice. I'm glad we're glad to have you on, man. It's awesome to uh, talk in legacy with you, man. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, if if the listeners like it, hopefully, uh, you know. Let, let us know. Because the <laughs> listeners are the people. I mean, at least. Die. You know, you need the listeners' approval <laughs> in order for success. Otherwise, it fizzles in the desert. Isn't that right, Celso? <laughs> hey, I love the people. The people love me. I love the people. I'm the bear of the people. <laughs> I, you know, bears were the symbol of the Soviet Union now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 in a people-centric government. I was going to say, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't get more people-centric than communism, Jerry. Right. Uh, we've been taken over. Foiled again. Like your congressman, people. Oh, man. All right, well, it's getting a little bit late. You guys want to get into some scoops, or we have other topics we want to cover tonight on the docket? Well, what's the... Uh... What's the stuff about these the draws and zero points? Oh, yeah, stuff? we have questions. Like I've heard zero questions. about this. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you talking about questions? On yes. on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about draws and zero points? And actually, what the hell was the? Uh, no, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, the hell no? Why don't, why don't I read what Brooks wrote? <laughs> okay. Brooks Dorsey wrote. I love to hear the cast's opinions on changing the tournament rules to make draws worth zero points instead of one. By changing the system to be more in line with Magic Online, it would create greater consistency. Furthermore, it would erase, erase a lot of the feel-bad situations involving Miracles decks that are currently creating negative sentiments. You go to time and there's no winner? Then both players get zero points. Sure, it would create some potentially shady negotiations and asking for concessions, but that kind of behavior already happens within the game and is not easily fixable. This system would also help keep the tournaments running along at a reasonable clip. What are your thoughts? Sure. So the problem with zero point draws is is that uh don't play no, miracles. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly would make miracles a strictly worse deck, right? Yes. Like if you get out no draws, yeah, uh, no points for a draw. Um, I think part of the problem with that, and actually I do like it, but just to play um, a supposed devil's advocate here, is that uh, unlike Magic Online, where each person has their own 25-minute clock, and you're responsible only for that clock. That's why that's why a draw doesn't happen in Magic Online, because someone uses up all their time. They don't use up all their opponent's time. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, part of the problem in the real-world Magic is that there is no clock per... per it's, not, it's not a chess clock, right? It's just a running time. Um, so that would punish a play... You know, that would punish both players instead of just punishing the one player who took longer than, than the time they were allotted. So... Um, well, and you can't do that anyways because you have so much priority passing. Oh yeah, oh, no, I would never. Yeah, I would never advocate for the use of a chess clock in in real life Magic. It's just it's it's actually impossible because priority passes so quickly um, that it would just it would just be nonsense. It's not like it's it, chess is a very different game. I mean, that's why they have a chess clock. That's why it's not possible for this game. Um, it's possible for Magic Online, obviously. They, that's what they implement, and I think it works pretty well. It keeps round, rounds to fifty minutes. You know, they don't go longer than that, which is nice. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I kind of like the idea. I don't really worry too much about implications as far as cheating, uh, go. You know what I mean? As far as kind of like cheating negotiations. Because like, like you said, that does happen already. 
Um, and I think that's part of the judge's um, responsibility and other players in the tournament to make that try to curb that as much as they can. Um, so I don't mind. I don't mind that idea actually. I, I you know I, I think it's kind of weird like uh, someone gets three draws in a tournament and all of a sudden that actually counts as a win. I think it's just kind of unusual that they just held up the tournament three rounds and they actually are they aren't down three games. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't mind that uh, at all. Uh, anything that creates fewer draws and uh, speeds up the round turnover is uh, is a win in my book. So I'd say go for it. I, I like uh, not having points for for uh, for draws. Yeah, I I can't really say add anything to that because I, I I agree with it. Like I think it's I think it's a good idea. So yeah, good good conversation about that. Mm. Good job, Brooks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would just add that like I think the to help the problem of these long tournaments is really I'd say it's more in the judges to be more aggressive with slow play and installing and all that. I blame it on Craig Berry. You blame it on Craig Berry. He needs to buy all the counterbalances. <laughs> You've been buying out the counterbalances. Everyone buy counterbalances. <laughs> go, go to your Craig, corner and drink your Ovaltine, all right? It's going to be a $200 minimum. <laughs> telling you. But, like, yeah, I feel like the judge community doesn't call slow play enough and, like, poking players to move the pace of play along, especially the worst. The worst of all this is freaking extra turns. Like, just because it's we're in turns doesn't mean you get a million hours to take a turn. That's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, you're basically, you have, you have five turns worth of actions to get the game to a conclusive end. Who is like, it that's, that's normally doing that? Who's normally consuming the extra turns? I miracles. Yeah, buy out all the counterbalances. <laughs> well, I love with High Tide because High turns can take all of the extra turns. <laughs> okay. You got a point, Jerry. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen it happen. I fucking love it when High Tide just, like, take an extra turn. Take an extra turn. <laughs> we actually, uh, me and, was it, yeah, it was me and Celso, right? We were sitting down playing. Feline came by. Yeah. Yeah, looking for some cards to try to alter. So I coughed up a set of some curd apes. Nice. We talked a little bit about high tide and combo. Yeah, I was I would say Jerry that like in most most tournaments though the high tide is not prevalent enough to be no, the one to blame no. for taking up the extra extra time. No, but it only takes one yeah, to it, hold up the tournament, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. is it me or is it me? Is it very hypocritical that you have one format? And you have one format looking at a card and going, you can't play this card in this format because of how long it takes tournaments to go. And then you look at it in the other format and go, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, Sensei's yeah. You know, yeah. like, how, how could you say, like, in one format it takes too long and in the other one is, like, not well, too be- long? Because, because you know, up until recently, Modern was a Pro Tour format. Now they're going to care as little about Modern as they do about Legacy. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So, I mean, not, not, that they, not that they don't care at all. Is there a conviction? Is, is there a conviction in the sense that they will never do a modern pro tour again? Yeah, that, I, I think it's bad for the format. Okay, just wondering. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know they tr- about you know a year ago they tried to nix it and uh, all the modern players got their panties up in a bunch because they don't actually know what's best for their format. Um, and then you know this year they actually put their foot down and said this is actually what's going to happen um, and made it happen. Um, yeah, I think a pro tour is bad for modern. I think it's, I think it's bad for the format. Uh, I think it makes wizards have a much more heavy hand to make sure that cards, uh, 
you know, part of what made uh, Eldrazi Winter such a, a big deal is that, it, like, you know, the, the standard set came out, released all these super powerful Eldrazi cards into modern, and then it just dominated the modern Pro Tour. It was insane. Hmm. And I think that, you know, Wizards will feel less compelled to create such over-the-top players, uh, such over-the-top creatures that they will make an impact in modern. They won't feel that push. You know what I mean? Because I think that's a pretty um, uh, conscious push to push these creatures uh, to a high power level so that they do make an impact in modern. I don't think that was a mistake. Um, as far as that, you know, I, I think that they did it on purpose. I think the mistake was having something like Ayabugan in the format. But anyway. So, yeah, so then my impression is that it sounds like uh, they'll never ban Gorio's Vengeance. You'll just see tournament support for modern die off. Well, ban Gorio's Vengeance in modern? Well, I'm just trying to think of like what's going to get the price of it down. Like as long, I mean, as long as it's modern, there's a demand for it. Well, yeah, to get it down, you basically have to you have to make modern irrelevant in most major tournament play, which is not we're not quite there yet because it's still PPTQ formats. It's still oh, is it okay? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah all right, all right. Only still only for so long though. That's good. that'll go away uh, too. I think they'll right. It's still like WMCQ. No, nope, it'll go away. Jerry, it's it's these are this is the writing on the wall. Last year when they said they wanted to stop the modern pro tour and then rescinded, like this is just the writing on the wall. Like if if the pro tour is going to be standard and limited, they're going to make they're going to you know or standard limited are, are like uh, you know the split the split the pro tour because that's what helps sells cards. They're going to make the PPTQs like mirror that. There's no doubt in my mind. It may not happen this year. It may not happen next season, but it will happen. So you think uh, it actually? It sounds like it's probably in there. Financial best interest to not support third, uh, what is it, third party, uh, third party Village. market? Yeah, third party retailers. What's, well, what's, like, the, what, what's the expression for that, Jerry? Is it third party retailers? Secondary market. Secondary market, thank you. So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, if, like, as long as, like, to, if, to promote their product, they, if they can exclude secondary market based tournament structures, especially where, what did I just see? Hasbro's Hasbro's earnings were down so much because they had no sales in the boys aspect of their toys. Yeah, Magic has always some? traditionally held up Hasbro's uh, boys section of their portfolio. Yeah, and right now it's only been like Frozen and what the hell well, else did they purchase? Some other thing. But like the girls, the, the girls' income was like forty percent. Right there, because Hasbro owns the rights to Star Wars, and I know for a fact Star Wars made them a shit ton of money. Uh, but it, it wasn't enough in their profit earnings. I was just I, I don't know. Pretty, I was watching some Hasbro earlier today. I own Hasbro stock, so I follow it pretty closely. And I mean, I didn't read their mm-hmm. most recent earnings report. I didn't know it'd come out yet, but um, uh, I knew this this year they're expected a, a huge boost in uh, their boys section because of Star Wars. So I, I don't think Hasbro's in dire straits by any regard, but they are still trying to. You know, they're a company that's trying to make money, and Standard sells cards. Right, right. Well, the, and, the, and the tournament structure is based off secondary market doesn't do that for them. Um, well, I think no, I think that you know standard mm-hmm. is certainly functions off the secondary market as well. There's no doubt about it. Like there are you know major retailers like uh, SCG, for instance, who cracks. I, I can't imagine how many boxes of standard that they crack just so they can sell singles online. So, but it's um, the cracking of those boxes that actually does it for Hasbro. I'm sorry. It's the it's the opening of those boxes that doesn't. That's what I'm problem. saying. So like, even though standard sells packs to players, it also sells massive amounts of boxes and cases to retailers who are opening them to sell singles. That's what I'm saying. Modern doesn't do that. 
Oh no, ab- yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like there's there's no reason for them to have. You know, the only reason why modern is a format, and and you know by extension legacy and vintage, is so that people feel like their cards have some value after they rotate out of standard. Um, but to wizards, they have no value once they're up standard. To wizards, it's just yeah. you know, it's what have you done for me lately? What are you buying for me lately? I mean, personally, I stopped buying packs. A year ago, I don't I don't buy packs. I used to buy standard packs all the time, even when I was playing Legacy at first, just to crack them. Mm-hmm. And now I've just I just don't buy them anymore. I just literally don't go out and buy packs. I bought some EMA because it was a fun set that was directed toward a player like me. But I don't buy packs, so it makes sense why Wizards wouldn't want to, you know, put a bunch of Legacy GPs together or Legacy Pro Tour or meddle too much into Legacy, spend too much you know time thinking about the format or resources dealing with the format. Well, it doesn't make them any money. Balances, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make them any money, you know. Well, and, so, well, and also too, the the older formats help the secondary market out in terms of making cards in those formats a little more uh, add more velocity to them because if, I, if mm-hmm. they have tournaments and things like that, that'll help them buy and sell those cards instead of just sitting there in their overhead. You know, they at least get yeah. more opportunities to profit in those cards. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just like sitting there, and like the occasional like EDH or casual player will buy up a couple here or there. I think that's but, when you started seeing like reduced support for Legacy. The smaller vendors started to step in and create shit like Eternal Extravaganza. Right, exactly. As long as there's a market, um, I like that the breakdown by by um, what do you call it? Market, I guess, for Hasbro. And it looks like year over year they're growing in both boys, girls, games, and preschool. But like. Obviously, girls is still the biggest change, 35% year-over-year year by the quarter. Um, but boys is still up like 4% and 13% if you do six-month windows, 2016 to 15. Yeah, they're up 4%, but the, what their product line is geared is predominantly boys. So, like, to be up 40% in the girls and only 4% in boys when 60% of their toys are boys, and they had, like, tra- uh, what, Transformers was released? Like they had a lot of, well, yeah, but they had a lot of Transformers toys that were released out too. It's just their their sales weren't quite what they were expecting. Yeah, I mean, Mattel is mm. yeah, always Mattel bad. Barbie, and Barbie has always uh, had a bit of a dominant market share in girls. Sure, but Frozen no, also you're, did. You're right. Huge, no, right? Has, Bar- Barbie's established right, over decades. Right. Hasbro, <laughs> Hasbro's definitely been doing well, but actually, there's talks of Mattel and Hasbro actually merging and just forming one new company. That, I don't think that wow. could ever happen. I don't you think that we would get slapped with some antitrust Considering shit? Miller no. and Budweiser just merged. And Bear is looking to buy Monsanto, but those aren't exactly both U.S. Yeah, I mean the fact that that I mean on paper you're right, Pat. In practice, not really. Yeah, yeah they actually really? they just they just stopped Staples and uh, Office Depot, and now they're both looking to go under because Amazon's yeah, taking exactly. them both out. It that one's just funny. Like the regulations. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked. Uh, yeah. I mean, the good news is that from the uh, from their earnings statement, it's that the uh, the popularity of Magic uh, remains unmatched within the strategic trading card game uh, trading card genre, and we are successfully expanding global engagement and advancing the game into new formats, including esports and digital. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, that's what they tell their investors. Sure. I guess their investors haven't seen Magic Online. I guess not. <laughs> anyway. So, scoops? Yeah, let's do some scoops. Two scoops. Scoops? Okay. I'll lead off here. I'm going to scoop in Adrian for bringing me to, uh, what was that place again? The breakfast place you took me to that I forgot about? Carl's? 
Oh, I thought you meant Miss Worcester. Yeah, Carl's. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I could have forgotten about Miss Worcester, man. They had some fucking bomb-ass French toast. Um, <laughs> for taking me to Carl's. You mean... Yeah, okay. Yeah, the French toast. Yeah. Right? Miss Worcester? Yep, yep. Did I miss something? No. You got it. Okay. Fucking right. nailed it. Fucking nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> uh, so I'll scoop in Adrian for that. And I'll scoop in John for coming on the cast, man. Thanks for coming by, hanging out, telling us about some sweet decks, and talking sandwiches with us. Oh, I, I need another sandwich after the one I already had before the cast. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to scoop in the Leaving Legacy cast and community in general. I mean, this is episode 93. We are fast approaching 100, gentlemen. Yeah, and it seems thanks, like Pat, for your delay. I said, listen, you got fucking almost two months to get that shit together, man. Yeah. You can do it. Let me let me get on that. I'm going to get on it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I gave him to Jerry. I gave him to you. At least I know you'll get him done. Yeah, I know. Right? Something will happen, right? Shit. Let's shit. see if I can post up the picture of the Crucible of Worlds play, man, today, too. <laughs> That's going to have to happen tomorrow. Somebody's making a play for people's host. <laughs> But, uh, no, man, I mean, it seems like just yesterday I was guesting on episode, like, 32 or 33 or 34, no, somewhere around there. No, that wasn't fucking 30. No. It was, yeah. Probably. Wait, yeah, uh, you've been doing this over a year with us? Yeah. I told you, man, I started uh, last May. Wow. Have yep, we given you a raise yet? Double my pay last week, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. All right, well, let's double it again. <laughs> I said great. double it again. All oh agreed. Man, fucking quit my job. This is great. Months. What the fuck's up with this? All right. Oh, I'm sorry. We should multiply yours by 12. You have a job. You don't get a vote, Jerry. Um, but yeah, man, just want to scoop in you guys and the community, all the listeners, the people who, you know, kind of support the cast and have sent in donations for the, uh, for the you know the the commons on commons drive we've been doing we've we've got been able to donate a lot of money to MGG Cast and a lot of money to awesome charities like St Jude's and Wounded Warrior. Um, it's just really been awesome to be a part of it. I can't believe that we're coming up shortly on 100 episodes. Thanks guys, I appreciate it, man. It's been this is a this podcast has changed the way that I interact with the community and has certainly kept me more active in it and probably has kept me in it more than I would be, you know, if I was at all at this point. So I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Wow, I was about to start playing Oscar music there for a minute. <laughs> I'll edit some of it out. Fucking Christ. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. So I can confirm this. How about May 31st, 2015, episode 33, Red yeah. Rum was the title. Yeah, that was my first step, man. Oh. All right, so then Celso, where's your scoops? Well, let's do the first obvious scoops to uh, yourself, Adrian. And, well, I guess Pat, because Pat's nice, but fuck the Jerry guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, Jerry, too. Scoop of no, Jerry as well. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> I heard he's a real nice well, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so thank you guys for, for having me on again. Do a little field reporting and uh, hopefully getting some new spice in August to, to play and try out and bring back to the cast. So I'll make another plug again. If you, just like I did on the Facebook page, if you, if you get, if the listeners, you see a sweet list that, that did well in a mid or big size tournament, I figured like 50-ish players is a probably good line to draw. Um, send it over my way. I'll definitely look it over. Alright. Pick, pick the sweet one and then, uh, and then run it in the, uh, we're at a tournament, either up in Mass or down here in Connecticut, and bring it back to the podcast. 
would it be like a bunch of times you're going to end up playing Miracles because it did well in some tournament? Or no? Well, I don't think I played... Well, no, it's got to... Right. The, the purpose of this was to play decks that are... A little off... Just, yeah, they're a little off the beaten path. They just go. got onto the scene. People are kind of wondering, is it going to be a big player or not? Cool. You know, things like things along those lines. Cool. So, yeah, no, fuck, fuck Miracles. <laughs> um... We're gonna have a fundraiser to buy out all the counterbalances. <laughs> yeah, make sure you donate donate to the podcast so we can buy all the, the counterbalances out and pee yeah. on half. Of I mean, them. if we if we literally destroy them, like people won't be able to play the deck anymore. It'll be great. No, but we could. Uh, yeah, whatever. No, I say I say we buy anyway. every counterbalance and we get them all PSG graded. They're just <laughs> no, because then you'd have guys like Aaron that, uh, that would just crack them out of the gates. And no, we back. still keep them. I love that he did that we shit still with Caleb Hopper, though. That shit was that still hold on to him. They're just all great. That, that, yeah, that shit was... When he's like, yeah, welcome back to the war, <laughs> yeah. soldiers. That yeah. shit's great, man. Shit is great. Fucking <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, Jerry. Oh, wait, no, you were done? No? Um, I'll scoop the treadmill, too, because it needs to kick my ass. and needs to continue <laughs> kicking my ass, so... So I'll scoop the treadmill, the thing that's beating the shit out of me. <laughs> I definitely do the occasional text or Facebook message <laughs> while walking on the treadmill. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Were you on the treadmill at the gym? Yeah. And did you drive to the gym? Yeah. So you drove to the gym so you could walk and not get anywhere? Well, yeah, but, like, it's a controlled way of walking. It's not like I can go, like, super fast or super slow. I just go consistent. You can't just go consistent without Well, also, if, if Celso well, walks and, outside, he'll get stabbed. Yeah, or shot by animal control. <laughs> <laughs> Get your foot, get your paw caught in a bear trap. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also get distracted by the TVs. It's a good distraction to keep me going while trying to plug it out. Okay. Also, there's usually some fly-ass honeys at the gym, too, you know? That's true. That's true. Get the little sympathy luck, like, oh, man, this guy's trying to get there. There you yeah. go. Hashtag MTG fit. There we go. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jerry? Who are you scooping in today? Uh, I'm going to scoop in all the people over at Hipsters of the Coast. They made me official. I'm now going to be a bi-weekly writer for them. I actually... You've I've made, made it. it. I've made it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you turned 21, you're legal now, or something. <laughs> that you turn 18 or whatever. Uh, I like all the, the misinformation surrounding me. No one knows what the... Like, I could be anywhere between 12 and 60, unemployed hobo or corporate CEO. <laughs> <No one> knows. <laughs> or, or, or is like, hipsters of the coast made you a man or something like that. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, did, did hipsters of the coast do a birth no, for you? No, they made me an official writer. <laughs> did they circumcise you? What do they do to you, Jerry? They all Show us on the doll when the hipsters know. touched you. I almost did a spit take right there. <laughs> Show us on the doll where the hipsters touched you. <laughs> so what, was there hoodies, Converse, and Kool-Aid involved? Of course there are. Jerry uses hair paste now. That's just what happens. Boy, they're hipsters, so skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> on the table. Like... Duck, duck, duck boots, right? Like the old school duck boots. Yeah. <laughs> so he was oh. in the middle of his scoops. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> Congratulations on getting the the gig with uh, hipsters, bro. Thanks. Not all. What else? <laughs> and daily MTG too. 
two, two time uh, highlighted by Daily <laughs> MTG writer Gerald Bates on the call. Also, man. shout out to uh, Blake uh, Ramusen. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing that, but he's the con. Know his name, Jerry. <laughs> Jesus. I know his name. I just don't know how to pronounce it. You don't. Know his, if you don't know how to pronounce it, you like don't know his name. It's not like he has a phonic name. definition after his name, like a dictionary Jerry. entry. I, I want to thank my good friend, Jerry Meh. <laughs> I, I know what you said, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, Pat, because that's the reason this cast is not getting a preview card. <laughs> we can't pronounce his name. Yeah, that's right. That's the reason. It's going to happen once Jerry... Jerry's going to make Community Cup. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We just have to stream more, that's all. Got to get on the Community Cup. Did you get any other show, Any other oh, scoops, Jack, Jerry? Yeah, that just play. No, you guys ruined it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> can I give a shout to Emrakul for attacking me a few times? No, but you can scoop him if you want. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Scooping. Can't yeah, shout out. Well, Dream Crush nothing taxes. Hey, we didn't you. It's gonna be a beating, man. All right, then my turn. Let's see if I got fucking uh, Scooping Killer Kyle, Gymnot Dredge. I think it, it's. I think the one I was thinking of as soon as you said it was Sanford, right? Blake Sanford. That's the local yeah. lands player, right? Yep. He, he hit up top eight in that, too. Really? Wasn't he in top yeah, eight at SCG? Top, 32. top 16, I think. Oh, was he 16? All right, he was still fucking high up there. So let's scoop him in. Um, Flip and Sissio and Kerman and Ian and Celso. And there's eight. Nice. This is to scoop I'll, in the top eight. All fucking eight of them. I'll also scoop uh, Jim Not Dredge in for his taste in women. <laughs> There's a number of reasons that he's fucking awesome. We did a lot of fucking awesome people. I, I need I need to, to play in another event with him because it was fantastic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's it was hot shit. Mm-hmm. Always good. All right. So aside from that, are we gonna pretend to roll a die? No, can we just skip that this week? <laughs> oh, thank God, yes. Thank you. We're just skipping this week. It's too late. I'm so tired. <laughs> Good. Picks a song. Angry Grandpa. <laughs> it's not a what? song. <laughs> it's a movie. No, I can't make this cast I'm four hours long. long. I'm just making. I'm just making a comment. Oh. Um, no, you know what? I had a fucking song in my head the other day.